Welcome to the Life After Sugar podcast. The podcast that's not just about sugar, but about your relationship with it and also with food and especially with yourself. So if you want to discover your life after sugar and hear inspiring stories from all kinds of people who also cut out sugar in their way, at their pace, for their own reasons, this is the podcast for you. Because you know, when you take away the sugar, you can finally discover the real sweetness in your life. I'm your host, Netta Gorman. And in today's episode, I'm inviting you to have a personal chat with me via this podcast episode to find out what's your real challenge with sugar. Because we often think that just changing what we eat will make us lose our cravings forever and change our lives for the better. And many, many short-term challenges also make us think that really all you need to do is change what you eat, drop sugar and you'll live happily ever after. And I don't want to be a party pooper, but in my experience and in the experience of many, many people I've helped, well, this type of fairy tale is not quite accurate. So we'll get into the real challenge for you and sugar in just a minute. But first, I just wanted to say that if this is your first time here, then welcome and thank you for listening to this podcast. And whether you're new or a regular and you haven't yet rated or reviewed this podcast, could I ask you to scroll down and tap on the stars to rate this podcast and also to write a short review to let me know how this podcast is helping you in your life after sugar. I love reading your reviews. And when you rate and review this podcast, not only does it encourage me to continue making new episodes, but it also helps to share this podcast and have more people see it so that we can help more people feel better and lose weight with less sugar. So again, thank you for rating and reviewing this podcast and for spreading the word about sugar. All right, so here's my question to you. What is the real challenge for you with sugar? Is it cravings? Is it emotional eating? I mean, do you use foods for comfort, for stress relief, when you're tired for energy, when you're feeling nostalgic and you just want to have that favorite dish that your mom or your grandma used to make? Do you use sugar to celebrate or to give yourself a pat on the back as a reward? If you answered yes to any of those questions, you're normal. We all do it because let's face it, food is intimately connected to our emotions, our memories, our culture and our habits. Of course it is. And sugar is too. I'm not denying it. And I certainly don't expect you to just cut sugar and then carry on as if it's no big deal. It is a big deal. If you're anything like me, you probably grew up with a house full of sugary and starchy foods, especially 
if you grew up in North America or Europe, and processed foods or prepackaged foods were probably a norm in your household, even if you ate healthy. You probably grew up celebrating birthdays with cake or having sweet treats at Halloween or with chocolate Easter eggs at Easter or with baked goods at any other type of social, religious or cultural celebrations. And if you're anything like me, you ended every meal with a yummy sweet dessert because you can't finish a meal without something sweet, right? And if you ever felt like a little pick-me-up in the middle of the morning or the middle of the afternoon, you'd reach out for something sweet. Sugar tastes good. You love the taste of sweetness. Who doesn't? We're kind of biologically programmed to love sweetness right from our mother's milk, right? And just because we're weaned now as adults, that doesn't mean that sweet tastes don't taste good to us. So for all these reasons, it's perfectly natural and understandable that you want to eat sugar. I get it. I was exactly the same for the first 45 years of my life. But here's the thing. When it was first suggested to me that I cut sugar and flour and sweeteners and basically all sweet tasting foods for just two weeks, not even forever, you know what I said? I said, no way, no way. There was no way I was gonna give up chocolate and desserts and sweet treats, not even for two weeks. I resisted hard. And I wouldn't be surprised if you're resisting too. Because the bottom line is, I loved sugar. And you probably do too. But here's the thing. Loving the taste of sweetness, as I found out over the next few years, and as I teach in my program, well, loving the taste of sugar and sweetness, that's not actually the real challenge. Because you can actually change your tastes. In fact, it only takes a couple of weeks for your taste buds to regenerate. So changing your tastes is relatively easy and not really such a big challenge. The real challenge, if we're being honest, goes much, much deeper than sweetness itself. And part of it has to do with what I was talking about at the beginning of this episode about what sugar and sweet foods mean to you. Now that may sound all very philosophical and you may be thinking, but sugar doesn't mean anything to me. I just love the taste of sugar. And I certainly felt that way myself at the beginning of my life after sugar. So I get it. But think about it. If the only challenge was to do with how much you like the taste of sugar, then you could just change what you eat, get used to new tastes, and that would be that. It wouldn't be a challenge and you wouldn't need me. And maybe there are some people who can just change what they eat, drop sweet foods, keep to savory foods, and not get cravings or not fall off the wagon, and have absolutely no issues with food when they do get emotional or tired or bored or in need of reward and comfort. 
But that certainly wasn't the case for me, and it certainly isn't the case with people that I help. Even the idea of not eating sugar is a challenge for my After Sugar Club members and my programme students, let alone actually doing it. But why? Why is it such a challenge to stop eating sugar? And what can you do to make the challenge, well, less of a challenge? I'll give you some answers right after this short break. I want to take a quick break to say that if you're looking for some free resources about how to cut sugar, then I have plenty for you. Come check out the Life After Sugar Facebook page and subscribe to the Life After Sugar YouTube channel as well as my Instagram account at MyLifeAfterSugar. You can also check out my TikTok account at Netta underscore LifeAfterSugar. And if cravings are getting in the way and causing you to fall off the wagon, then I have five tips for you, especially if you're an intermittent faster, to help you get rid of cravings. You can find those five tips in the description of this episode in the show notes or go to aftersugarclub.com. Alright, so the question I'm asking you today is what is the real challenge for you with sugar? And just before the break, I was telling you that most people that come to me for help to break free from sugar tell me, I just love the taste of sugar or chocolate or cookies or ice cream. I don't have a relationship with sugar. And it's a very common misconception that I come across and that I help people look deeper into. Because as I said, if it was just a question of loving the taste, you could just change what you eat, get used to new tastes and get on with your life. But it's very rarely as simple as that. And one of the exercises that I have in my program is called five whys. And five whys is a problem-solving method that I borrowed and that explores the underlying cause and effect of particular problems, in this case, with relation to cravings and sugar. And the five whys exercise that I guide my program participants through has the primary goal to determine the root cause of a specific problem by asking the question why five times. Let's say you're struggling with cutting sugar or flour or both. The first step is to define the problem. What problem exactly are you struggling with? Is it cravings? Is it eating at night? Is it saying no at social functions? Is it not being able to turn away sweet foods when you're tired or stressed? Why is this happening? And step two is to ask why four more times. Why? Well, the idea is to keep asking why until you get to the root cause of why you're struggling. Let me give you an example. Let's say that your real goal is not actually to cut sugar, but to lose, let's say, 20 pounds. 
and cutting sugar is an effective way to get there. Ask yourself why. Why do you want to lose 20 pounds? You could say, well, because I want to stop worrying about my weight. I want to be comfortable in my clothes. Okay, why? Well, because I want to feel confident about how I look. Okay, ask yourself why again. Well, because I don't want to be obsessed with how I look. I want to be a good example to my daughters. Okay, ask yourself again. Why? Well, because I want my daughters to grow up also feeling confident, not just in how they look, but in their life in general. Okay, ask yourself a fifth time. Why? Because I love them and I want them to spend their life and their energy on more important issues than their weight. Aha! So this is your real goal. It's not actually about the 20 pounds and really it's not about sugar at all. Cutting sugar so that you can get rid of cravings and stop eating all those foods that make you put on weight is just the way to get to your real goal, as is losing 20 pounds. And once your deeper goal is clear to you, then the only challenge that's left is implementing what you need to do to get to your goal. And that's what I help you with. But the irony is that it's much less of a challenge now that your goal is clear. Because when you have a clear goal, then you're more likely to be ready and willing to do what it takes to get there. And you're much less likely to feel that you're depriving yourself or you're suffering on the way there. Because you know why you're doing it and where you're going. Make sense? So back to my original question in this episode... What's the real challenge for you with sugar? Is it about sugar or is it about something else that's much deeper and sugar's just getting in the way of you getting to your goal? See if you can try this five whys exercise and get back to me. You may be able to do this type of exercise all on your own and figure out your deeper why your real challenge. And if so, more power to you. But some of us need a bit of support from someone who's got more experience and can guide us. I know I needed guidance and help and support when I first cut sugar and especially when I first started looking under the hood to figure out what was really going on with my relationship with sugar. And if you know all the theory, you've read a ton of books, you've listened to a bunch of podcasts, and you already know which foods are healthy, but you still feel like a failure. Because, let's face it, you've tried all the diets, and you just don't seem to be able to let go of sugar and lose those extra pounds like you used to when you were younger. And even if you love intermittent fasting you may be struggling to be consistent because of cravings. If you feel frustrated, uncomfortable, stuck and hopeless, 
Well, there is another way to get to your goals. It's my 90-day program, Freedom from Cravings Formula, which is specifically designed for women over 50 who want to get rid of cravings, slim down and finally feel in control around food and get to their real goals. Maybe it's to fit into your favourite clothes effortlessly. Maybe it's to have enough energy for activities after work or to run around with your grandchildren, to garden, to volunteer, to travel, to enjoy life. If you know what you need to do to get to your deeper goals but you're struggling to implement and be consistent, then book a call to chat with me and we'll see if the Freedom from Cravings formula is a good fit for you. Go to aftersugarclub.com and click on the big green button to schedule a clarity call with me. That's it for this week. Keep in touch and see you soon for another episode.